Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Sometimes getting somewhere faster on the third dimensional plane and on spirit level is a simple shift in perspective. Having a new way to see and interpret the world can change how we habitually do things, create efficiencies, allow us to better understand how we best work, and allow for a new and better experience. Today we're going to be talking about a simple shift in perspective that can transform the way you experience your world. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Karen, when you mention perspective, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the fact that we all grew up in different environments, mm-hmm. you know, different families, uh, different communities. Mm-hmm. We went to different schools. We had different friends. Mm-hmm. But all that kind of helped us develop kind of our perspective on life. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where you're coming from when you talk about perspective and shifting. Yeah, Yeah, well, what I'm talking about is actually a specific perspective. So I'm actually talking about a specific paradigm. So what I'm going to share today is um, something that was created by Dr. Donnie Epstein. And it's his work. And this is my interpretation of his work from a few years ago. I'm sure it's changed. So if you're curious about this, you might want to look him up. Um, And then also on top of that is my experience just given the work that I do and my abilities. Okay, so it's not purely from him, but it's my interpretation of his work. So just to, for everyone to, okay. to know that. That's right? that's a footnote. Yeah, that's the that's the little disclaimer at the beginning of the video. But it's I just want to make sure that yeah. I honor him yeah. for his work. Good. So um, okay, so the reason this was such a game changer for me is because it it actually is very fundamental to how we see the world. So in this paradigm, the way he describes it is we are either an internal or an external. Okay. So I'm going to describe the two ways of being, all right? So you can start to situate yourself within this paradigm. So in this paradigm, the internals are the ones who are, um, so when we, who are, tend to be more in, like, um, not necessarily quiet, because you can be an extrovert and internal, but the sense is like more step by step. You really like the past, you know, like you don't really like projecting too far into the future. You like the past and the present. Okay, so if somebody says to you, how about like six weeks from now, it's like freaks you out a little bit. It's too far ahead. You really appreciate things when they're not, you can go fast, but you can't make big leaps in your, um, uh, the, the way you think, right? So I'm not saying it has nothing to do with intelligence. You can be very smart, but you need to be taken like from what you know to something else that you know, to something else that you know, to something else you know, and you put it all together. Oh, and there's a new concept. Does that make sense? I'd like to play it safe. So, yeah. And, so I'd like and to could go, we go kind of slow? Yeah, and, and it's more about the, you can move fast, but it's about like, I need the, the step, 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 yep, step yep. to get to the new concept. Yep. Make sense? Okay. So, so and also, it's, it's also a perspective that is self-referencing. Okay? So it tends to be towards self. So I frame the world and my experience of the world yep. through my experience. Does that make sense? It tends to be from me. Okay. Externals. Okay, people who have an external perspective are very opposite. They love the future and the possibility, and they love big new ideas, and they can just leap into this new idea. They don't need the steps upset. They're like, they hear it, they got it, they're like, ready to go. Let's go. Right, let's go. That sounds awesome to me. And they um, tend to have a lot of pain with regards to the past. They don't remember it very well. It's difficult for them. They would far rather be in the future, right? Ahead. Rather than Let's back go. there. Let's go. Back there. It is too hard for them. They also tend to be um, the type of people that are more about, um, in terms of, they, they have a, they have a, they're more other or outside referencing, meaning what the, what the feeling is of other people or in the feeling of the environment around them. So it's less in, it's more out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's just the way that they tend to be. Yeah. Okay, so it's a very different kind of way of being. If you have an external who's in an intimate partnership with an internal, it can be very difficult. Okay, because one wants to like move very, very fast 
towards some new thing that's like way out there and the other person's like whoa too fast i need to get i need to like understand this step by step by step it's too fast for me does that make sense the leap isn't as big okay so it can be really difficult for people now the reason i'm even talking about this perspective and you can start to get a sense of who you are based on what i've just explained okay So the difficulty is, and the reason I'm talking about it, is because from spirit perspective, when people guide meditations, almost everything is internal focused. It's within, 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 within. For an external who likes to go out, like into the stars, into the universe, the ed- you know, to the edges of the universe, into the multiverses, like the in is extremely painful and not viable, okay? It's hard, and they feel like they're failing, okay, when they try to meditate, because they're going within, freaks them out, right? Because it doesn't feel good. For an external, the body is actually very difficult, okay? So when people say, focus on your breath, focus on within, they mean within the body, the external's like, peace out. Like, I don't even wanna be here. Like, this sucks, right? I can't do that. Like, there's nothing here. I don't feel anything. When an internal is very happier, they're like, I'm in my body. I'm in the present moment. I'm very solidly here. Let's go within. It's awesome, right? There's a lot of power there for an internal, okay? But that's how most spirituality is framed and how most meditations are guided. So anybody who's external is going to find a meditation really challenging, right? To sit there still being aware of your body is like hell, okay? It just is. Thinking that they're doing something wrong. You're not. You're just different. It's like, wow, I I see these people around me and they just are so content. Yeah. And they're going within. And at peace and they're going within. I got nothing. I'm ready to start the place on fire. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing my to-do list now. That's probably like for an event that I'm doing in three or four weeks because really I don't want to focus here. Yeah, exactly. Okay? exactly. And it has nothing to do with discipline. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the reason, like I said, I'm talking about this is to reframe meditation so that people who are externals can understand how to think of or perceive meditation so it's easier for them to go within. So here's the thing. As you ascend, I'm going to add another layer to this framework, Okay. So first, honor who you are, okay? That's just, you are who you are. And that's that's perfect. And that's great. As long as you know who you are, that's helpful. Exactly. As you rise in frequency vibration, what will happen is the two will come together. So for me, so just to give you an example of what that means. So I, um, before I started with a lot of frequency work, was a hyper external. So meaning I could go to the edges of the multiverses. I could be in multiple places at the same time. I had no problems projecting my consciousness. I could plan five years out. No problem. You know what I mean? Like I can get an idea really fast and be on board really quick. I don't need all the little steps. Okay. So hyper external. I can feel like the all that is. No problem. Lots of challenge here in the body. Lots of challenge. Now, I was very, I've always been an athletic person, right? So I've always run, I've always danced and done different things like that. So it wasn't like I hated my body or anything. But when people would tell me to sit still and meditate, really challenging. And they'd always tell me to feel all these things within my body. And I felt jack. I was just like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Okay. It was very frustrating. So I never meditated. Okay. So what will happen is, so the reason I'm talking about this is as I've done more and more frequency work and cleared my distortions, what happens is there's a narrowing. You actually enter the zero point between the external and the internal. You come right into the center because you realize somewhere along the way that infinitely out and infinitely in is the same. So I know that seems weird to people and why are we talking about this? And my point is, when you get to points in your meditation, when you're within, okay, I'm going to use the word usually within, okay, so I don't mean in your conscious, when I use the word within, that's like a paraphrase for not in your mind, okay, just in presence, in awareness of of your physical body. What happens is some people like to expand outwards, right? So naturally in meditation, they get expansive. They actually could go into star spaces. They go into this big, expansive, vast space, right? They expand out with their consciousness. Make sense? Other people, because those are the externals. Other people, because their internals tend to go inside their body, in, 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 and then they find, they keep going, that there's infinity within. When you, for an external, that's very difficult though to feel, because you don't feel anything within. It feels hard. And for an internal, the out there feels terrifying and overwhelming. It's too much, much too much. When you do frequency work and as your vibration rises and you enter that zero point, you realize that, so my point is, both infinitely out and infinitely in become the same. And you can access both at the same time. So when you talk about perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and we start this segment, I could just feel that the folks that were listening 
we're trying to figure out, let's see, am I internal or external? Yeah. And I wonder which one's better. Yeah. Uh, I want to be the better one. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's not about better or worse. It's just who you are. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is that no matter where you're starting, yeah. The, yeah. the goal is to move toward the middle. Yeah. And it's not even a goal. It just will happen Yeah. as it, you do more frequency okay. work. It's just natural. It just, happens okay because okay. you're removing the extremes yes yeah. and now there are some people who naturally are on more edges of the extreme like people who are hyper external are a little out there yeah. they're usually on the cutting edge of thought they tend to be extremely creative like way out there okay internals tend to be much much who are very very internal yeah. it's very hard for them to change perspective right they're probably not the ones watching this video right now yeah. right because it's harder for them to like move into something that is less known however they will both come into more of the zero point where you can have more flexibility and you can actually bridge both so you can be very present within self right which is a kind of an internal thing and also expand it at the same time you can actually have both at the same time yeah yeah so i'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning Please. and i talked about my perspective mm -hmm. you know kind of church and school mm -hmm. and family and friends mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. kind of developed you know kind of my perspective mm -hmm. around life and so I might be internal or external, mm -hmm. but I think what you're saying is as you do this work, and part of this work is releasing distortions, mm -hmm. so you're releasing distortions whether you start as an internal or an external. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And just naturally, as you do the work, you start to yeah. evolve toward the center. Into the zero point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't know what the zero point is, there's a segment on it, so go take a look at it. It's called Towards the Zero Point. So the other thing that I'm going to mention Okay, so this is to help the externals specifically, okay? So the internals, you guys have a bit of an advantage when it comes to um, meditation and the body, okay? Because you're very happy with being present in your body and here right now in your body. And it's easier for you to go within, okay? To visualize within, 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 very easy for internals. Or not very easy, but easier, okay? For an external, because that can be so hard and we can feel like we're failing, and I, when I guide even, will talk about being aware of your body. Let me help you just a little bit to shift your, to it broaden your perspective, okay? So you can, um, you can get more juice out of your meditation, okay? More leverage, more acceleration. So here's the thing. For an external, for both internals and externals, it's very important to be aware of your body. So externals, don't freak out. You just have to be aware of your body, not in your body, just aware of it, okay? So you can pinch a finger if you want, like that's what I do if I'm having a very intense meditation, yeah. to pinch my finger, to remind myself I'm here, anchored to my body, here I am, body is here. The reason this is so important is because when you're meditating, it's very important that, or at least beneficial, for you to be in your body because it anchors you into the present moment which is very important because if you journey in your meditation, to come back into the present moment is extremely important so you're not distorting time. We talk about time in a different segment, so watch that if you want to understand more about just time distortion. I'm not going to get into it, but it can cause tremendous amount of difficulty physically, mentally, emotionally, okay? So you don't want to distort time. Also, you want to just make sure that um, you, like I said, um, have a center point, so if something, uh, it's just more solid. Does that make sense? It's like you're more anchored because you know where you are in terms of your physical body. Okay? So for some of you don't experience anything in meditation. Don't worry about it. Others of you who fly all over the place, have different experiences, whatever, this helps you yeah. stay grounded in your body. It will actually help to focalize your experience and concentrate it and allow you to have more impact in this reality. All right? Okay. So like I said, for both external and internal, important to have awareness in the body. Now, um, for internals, this is going to be easy. You're going to become aware of your breath. You're going to become aware of your body. You're going to keep becoming aware of that, and then you're going to go within. Very easy. Right? Life, lifetime meditators. It's like easy. oh, oh this within. Is, wow. Contentment. I, I'm with you. Yeah, and there's some externals who've practiced meditation and find it hard, because they're always trying to go in here into their body. What I'm pointing to in terms of the podcast people is inside your body, like your physical body. Okay. Here's how I, especially at the beginning, modulated my meditation to work for me, to keep my awareness in my body so I'm anchored into the current present moment, okay, in linear time, and also was able to 
access the higher states. Expand. Expand. Yep. Okay. So now again, this is both expansion and staying present in the body at the same time. So you're starting to practice yep. multiple things at the same time. Yep. Okay. So as externals, we like multiple things at the same time. It's fun for us. We get to experiment and play and do all these different things at the same time. So multiple focus, okay, multiple foci in terms of your perspective is something you can play with. So let's make this fun. Yeah. You can have different perspectives at the same time. So when I say to people, go within your body. You don't have to go physically into your body. Does that make sense? So a lot of people, when they, ha when they hear the command or the, the direction, go into your body, feel the space inside your body. Internals are just like, whoop, there they are right in there. For, for an external, they're trying to find feeling in this space called the body. Here's what I do in case it's helpful, is I don't think of my body through my body. I'm holding a finger, so I'm aware of my body. Does that make sense? Pinching my finger, aware of the body, and I'm slightly projecting. I'm in, okay, I'm, I'm gonna try and explain something that's a bit difficult, okay, so bear with me. I, I know that I'm entering my body, but it's not physically aligned with my, um, it's not physically in my body. It's slightly for me to the right and front of me. So. It's almost, you can think of it differently. So it's either to the right in front of me or I'm standing in front of me looking back at myself. I'm looking back at my body. So those are two different ways to think about it. So I'm either, I'm aware that I'm in my body, but it's not a, that, that central space is not inside my body. It's actually projected a little bit to the front and to the right, but I know I'm inside. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like my consciousness, it's inside my body, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's, has to be pushed into the center of my body. It's out here a little bit somewhere, but I know I'm in the center of my body, right? My, that's yeah. where my consciousness is, yeah. okay? So you don't have to go in that way, or what you can do is if it's easier for you and play with both, because I don't know what's gonna work for you, yeah. is stand either in front of your body and look back at it, or fly up to bird's eye view and look down. Okay, that's another possibility, right? So you don't have to stay so close. Depending on who you are and how external you are, you may need to back up a lot or project further away from you, right? Yeah. So it may be that the, that the awareness of the space inside your body isn't, like I said, aligned with your physical body. It's actually projected further away from you, but you know you're in that space. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Can you hang on just a second here? Yeah. Because um, I, I think this is really gonna help because okay. You know, there's a lot of folks that do your GFCs with you. Yeah. And you go through some process at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And so what you just described is hopefully, an, you know, a tool for the externals yes. to do what it is that they need to do yeah. to, to really, you know, have the full impact of the GFC. Yeah. But on the other hand, the internals, what you just said could be quite, quite difficult. Yeah. For them to. So, yeah, to, and they don't need to do that. So that's not so, for them. So this is two different worlds. worlds. Two different worlds. You're it's not just saying about, do this. No, no. This is no, the ultimate. No, no. This I'm is, just saying if you're an, an external, external, do this. Here's, it, a, here's a real good tool. Yeah. And so the okay. thing is for the external. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the internals in just a minute. Okay. So for the internal, for the externals, excuse me, for the externals, when I often start my GFCs, I don't do a random visualization. The visualization that I guide people through at the beginning of a GFC or group frequency calibration is very specific. It's because it's a recognition of the brilliance and the divine within and having it expand out through your body. For an external, this is easy, right? So you can imagine the brilliance within you. The brilliance is not actually in the physical body. You can project your consciousness and you're like, there it is, that's the middle of me, wonderful. Now I can feel it percolating through all my cells, which are still somewhere out over there. And it's gonna move through my flesh on either side of me into my spirit body. So now you have that feeling. It's easy for externals to go outwards. Very easy. Okay. For internals, that is challenging, and I'm aware of it. So, and I, but the thing is, in a GFC, it's hard for me to guide both at the same yeah. time. Instead of going out, like, you know, I say expand through all of your cells, blah, 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 through your body, go in. So meaning, you're inside your body, you have an awareness of your brilliance, and instead of going infinitely out, like through your body, you're gonna go infinitely in. You're gonna go in, 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 until you find this infinite space. Okay, there you go. And now you're infinitely in and out, like in the starscape or whatever. Yeah. It'll be easier for you to go in. So if you're internal, yeah. do that. 
Yeah. Okay. So it just depends on who you are and it's honoring where you're at. Yeah. If you do that, then you'll feel the infiniteness of your brilliance all the way deep inside of you and it can't be yeah. altered. It's just there in your connection to pure source, which is wonderful. For externals, they need to feel it radiating out through them so they can feel that brilliance moving out through their bodies. You know, this segment is really going to help a lot of people because okay. as you go through that process during the GFC, there's some people, I'm sure, get very frustrated. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm internal and you're doing that. Yeah. Or I'm external, external and, and you're you doing want, that. And you want me to do that. And I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so tough. So I'm almost thinking like in the future after this segment is released, Karen, is maybe at the beginning of the GFC and here's a simple little, you yeah. know, for the external then and here's a simple, simple little reminder, the and then reminder for, for the, the internal. And you do whatever is best for you. I'm not attached to which one you yeah. do. I'm very much about like what works. Do yeah. what works. Yeah. And and the good news is what you said earlier is over time mm -hmm. as you go through the process mm -hmm. and as you release the distortions and all of a sudden it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, exactly. You, you can know? be in both at the same time. Yeah. And in fact, here's I'm going to just talk about perspective a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about seeing and feeling because I want to address both. So I'm going to address seeing and feeling first and then I'll talk about multiple perspective. So a lot of people when they guide meditations, will say, see this. Okay, here's the thing. Some people don't see a darn thing. They don't visualize. Like they, That's not how they, they work. They don't see anything. Thank you. Okay, right. <laughs> they feel. So let me just clarify. Seeing and feeling are the same spectrum. When you physically can visualize, like I'm visualizing these flowers, I physically see the colors, the shapes, whatever. So some people do that, right? Imagine in your brain or in your mind seeing this. They're okay? very so good at they're it. They're very good at it. And it's like crystal clear. They can really yeah. visualize it. Yeah. Okay. And everyone thinks that inner vision has to be seeing. Okay. Like a visual. Yep. So that's on, so on the spectrum of seeing to feeling, that's the masculine end of the spectrum. The feminine end, of, and I'm not talking about who you are in your physical yeah. body. Yeah. Okay. I'm just talking about the spectrum and the masculine and the feminine. All right. So the feminine is feeling. Feeling, you can feel these flowers, not see them, and describe them extraordinarily accurately without looking at them. How they feel to you, their vibrancy, the feeling of their color, their perfume. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff here about what these flowers feel like that have nothing to do with what they look like, right? There's a whole bunch of other stuff that you can use to describe the feeling of this thing that we call flowers, right? Yep. Or a person or whatever. So, when you are in meditation, if someone says see and you don't see a darn thing, feeling is completely valid. It's the same spectrum. It's just a different word. So there's nothing wrong with you if you can't visualize. Zero. Yeah. Use your feeling sense. That's awesome. It's actually more powerful for you. So feel all you want. Also, I just want to address the word imagine. Imagining, a lot of us think it's not real because we were always told when we were growing up, when we imagine, imagination is made up. It's not real. It's not made up. Imagination is one of our most powerful tools in creation. Okay. So when we imagine, they've done all these studies about when we, you know, even in athletes, right? So they imagine or visualize whatever you want to call it, them completing a race in this much time, or they'll play like a tennis match, like in their heads or whatever, a soccer game, whatever it is, they'll do the performance in their minds. And when they get there to do it physically, it's like their bodies have already done it. They've already done all these studies where it's like the physical body feels like it has already done that thing that you have visualized or imagined. So is imagination really not real? Really? It's, so I just want to make sure we don't discount our imagination because it's extremely powerful as a tool and we've been disempowered to believe it's not real. It's one of the most powerful tools that you have. So feel free to use it. And I think, you know, one of the things in visiting with folks is the fact that a lot of times we truly won't give ourselves permission mm -hmm. to actually go beyond what we see yeah. or feel yeah. or hear. Yeah. You know, that, oh, to project out into that that world of imagination. Yeah. You know, so. It's true. And so once, and it's almost like uh, anything. It's once you start to practice it. Yeah. And it becomes part of you. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah. And then things start to open up. And you were talking about manifesting earlier. Yeah. This is critical. If you can't imagine creation manifestation, tough for you. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to be really hard. Yeah. It's going to be really challenging because it's so shut down. That imagination ability, it's a muscle, yeah. right? So the more you cultivate it, the more easily you can create manifest, just as the way it is. Yeah. Because imagination is not linear. Yeah. It's not, 
right? So it's much more broad. It's also informed or can yeah. be influenced by the non-ordinary in a way that is um, more accelerating than in linear thought, right? And imagination also comes through our connection to the, the divine or pure source, which can be really amazing. Now, the last thing I just want to mention is uh, in terms of perspective. Okay, so this is for those of you who are a little bit more advanced, okay? okay? So we talked external and internal, we talked about imagination, for, um, and we talked about seeing versus and feeling, that spectrum, yeah? Okay, multiple perspectives. So here's the thing. As you ascend in frequency vibration, you will start to get to the point, now again, this is for advanced people, don't freak out if you can't do this yet, okay? Just, it doesn't mean you're better. I'm just saying that what will happen for some of you is you will start to hold or be able to hold multiple foci at the same time. What do I mean by that? We think, because we have eyes, and we look in a certain direction, that things are linear. There they are in front of us. I can see Duke. this. Yes, I can see this. Here it is, Boom. in front of me. That's right? all or maybe is. here. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is, right? So what I can see, that's the way it is. That's my perspective. As we rise in frequency vibration, we realize or recognize that our perspective is spherical. That means that you have an awareness. Now, will you physically see what is behind you, above you, below you, next to you? Not necessarily. Some of you can if you tend to be more of a seer, you know, person who visualizes, like I'm on that spectrum of seeing to feeling. Now, most of us are a little bit in the middle of that spectrum. Okay, Chris calls it feeling, where you see and feel, right, at the same time. So what that means is that you will have an awareness of what's happening around you, meaning behind you, to the sides of you, above you, even if you don't physically see it. Like, you will have much more of an awareness. And in meditation, you can hold multiple foci, which means that you're less linearly oriented. You, it requires that you be at a certain frequency vibration in order to be able to sustain this kind of expansiveness of scope of awareness. Meaning, you can experience infinitely out, infinitely your, in, the eternal now, and your body all the same time. You can hold all of those things at the same time because, does that make sense? Your, the ex expansiveness of your perspective is such that it's spherical and therefore not limited to only what you see in front of you. Wow, that's, hu that's huge. Yeah, so some of you, and part of the reason I ask for um, when we're in meditation for you to focus sometimes on more than one thing is because it's a muscle, right? How do you start to condition being able to hold multiple foci? The reason I'm doing this is very specific. It's to have you guys start to entrain to having the spherical perspective. Yeah? And that comes from having a higher level vibration. Now, will all of you be able to do it? No. And that's okay. And do you need to do it? No. No, and one day you'll be like, oh, I'm having, I can, I can, I'm like, I can do these things. I'm aware of looking out the window and I can also see myself. Like I have an awareness of myself, but looking down as if I'm like at the ceiling level looking down. So I'm looking at myself, look out the window and I'm looking out the window. That is so wild. And you'll drop the, right, that, that perspective for a minute. But do you see, like even a blink in like that will be an indication that your perspective yeah. is shifting. As you said, it's not required. Yeah. And it will happen for many of you. Yeah. yeah, You know, this segment has been fantastic, mm -hmm. uh, Karen, for the folks that are doing this work because you gave us so much insight on, you know, because, I, you know, we, we think that we're, there's, a, there's a set way to do a GFC or yeah. to do a meditation yeah. or to do a... Anything. You know, and it's just, it can vary so differently yeah. with different folks. Yeah. So... Thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group and each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, 
These GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for internal versus external perspective. All right. So first, becoming very aware of your body. Becoming aware of the position of your hands and your feet. Do you always sit or lie in this way? Is something twisted in a way that's slightly uncomfortable? Just noticing the relative position of your hands and your feet. Good. And now becoming aware of your breath without changing it. Just notice how it is in this moment. Noticing if it's deep or shallow, rapid, slow, feeling stuck or at ease. Just noticing the quality of your breath in this moment. And then when you're ready, taking the opportunity to deepen the breath, to allow it to become more slow, more full. and allowing it to not only fill your chest, but also to fill your belly, however much feels good to you. Good. And now becoming aware of your surroundings. Noticing the quality of the light around you. Now, some of you will be able to do this with your eyes closed and feel it. Some of you will need to open your eyes to discern the light and observe the quality and feeling of it. Either way is great. Just do whatever seems easiest for you. Yeah. Yep. And now becoming aware of the sounds other than the sound of my voice, not only on my end, but on your end as well. So increasing the scope of the sound that you are aware of. Good. Yeah. And now bringing your attention, please, to the throat space. We're going to take a nice big breath here, holding your breath at the very top of your breath for a count of four. And whenever you're complete with that four count, exhaling all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of four. So meaning holding your breath out with no air in your lungs. Good. And for those of you with a faster count, bringing your attention into your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Breathing normally whenever you arrive here. 
And whilst we wait for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent, for those of you who are new, please note, excuse me, that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me yawn or exhale sharply or hum. And that's just how I remove the distortion patterns at this time. And I'm also working more and more in silence. So if you hear nothing on my end, please know that I am still working on you. Good. Now that the mastermind has coalesced, we're going to go ahead and keep our attention on that space in the solar plexus. And we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? Yes, as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, please imagine a brilliance at its very, very center. And a brilliance doesn't necessarily mean a visual representation of light. It can. It can also be a feeling of a warmth or a tingliness or um, like a fluttery shimmeriness in the blackness. Or whatever else appears for you is great. And as you have your attention on this brilliance, it intensifies so much that it expands outwards through all of your cells, through all of your organs, out through your bone structure, expanding even further out through your muscles and your flesh, radiating out even further as it gets brighter and stronger and more intense out of the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Yes. And please really become aware of this very intense brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now becoming aware of or imagining the space all around the sphere. Yep. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of the level that you're at. 
so that this session can be the most effective possible because it's coming from the highest resonating order. Good. Bring your attention now, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Mm -hmm. All right. So this has to do with an attachment to the perspective that you're conditioned to use. Meaning for most of us, it's as if we're in our bodies looking out the corner from our eyes and looking outwards. Okay. So that's great. If you have a tendency to prefer the internal perspective, but if you're external, this actually is not helpful for you. So in any case, we're going to imagine or allow for not imagine, excuse me, Release this attachment so that we can allow for the perspective that serves us best to surface. Okay. Because we're so conditioned to this one viewpoint, it's difficult to know which one serves us best or is easiest for us. Okay. Because right now it's like habituated, even if it isn't very comfortable for us, it's still habituated. And now bringing your attention to your xiphoid process, which is at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. And if you trace your finger along the sternum, where the bone becomes flesh, and if you press on that little point, it becomes a little tender when you press on it. Yep, that's the xiphoid process. Good. So what we're pulling out here is the, this is an ego mind distortion pattern. The I'm right. This way is correct. Okay. And I'm right and everything else um, is framed around that. So I need to be right. Let's release this. So we can have more openness, fluidity, adaptability, and shift into what benefits us as opposed to 
what we think is right. There is often a difference. Bring your attention to your solar plexus. This is the distortion pattern of the fear or discomfort with or resistance to um, letting go of a perspective that is known to us. So let's release this so we can explore something that might serve us better. Good. Bringing your attention, please, to the center of your solar plexus. And irrespective of the perspective that you choose that works better for you, we're going to anchor you into the zero point spatially. So irrespective of which perspective you're in, like I said, that benefits you, or even if you're in a perspective that doesn't serve you, this will help you feel grounded and stable and also have moment, give you momentum to move into the perspective that moves, that works best for you. into the space between the hollow of the throat all the way in a straight line down the center towards your belly button. And as you become aware of this line, the next distortion pattern we're going to remove. Yeah. Has to do with working first. Discernment as to 
what will work for you. So, A, the willingness to try something new, and B, the discernment to know what works for you. So, the converse would be to be closed, and then to not notice if something is working for you or not. So just working on these distortion patterns. Bring your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process, three inches directly beneath it towards your belly button, clearing out, resetting, integrating the pain body. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.